Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. I test a lot of new mini-tech products, and it's not often that one really impresses me. But that's exactly what happened with a revolutionary new hearing aid uh, that I discovered called Ergo. Ergo is helping millions of people get back into the hearing game. Many people avoid hearing aids because they're embarrassed by the look. But the new lines from Ergo are not only invisible, but they're rechargeable and extremely comfortable. Plus, Ergo is supported by licensed hearing professionals that are available around the clock, over the phone, or online. That means no visits to the doctor's office. If you're one of the millions of people who suffer from hearing loss, then it's time to do something about it. Contact Ergo today at 800-912-3131 or visit myergo.com. Tell them Mark and Marcia sent you. Seco will have a number of events all happen in rapid succession. We're back here with NASA. Second engine cutoff. We'll be looking for that. Uh, Waiting for the we'll second engine cutoff. Actually, just within a few seconds of each other. Cool view on your left screen, seeing Bob and Doug on Dragon. Right now, you can see the displays that they are seeing right now themselves. Terminal guidance. And back throttle step. We are coming up 25 seconds or so away from SECO, or second engine cutoff. This is also the point where Bob and Doug are experiencing their highest G-force. We're seeing the counter tick up to right about 1.8. Copy, Shannon. You heard Shannon, so that just means they're in their final abort zones. If they were to abort at this point, would either be an abort to orbit or to land off the coast of Ireland. Standing by for second one cutoff confirmation. And back throttle step. And back shut down. Stage one landing winner. Confirmation of Seco's second engine cutoff. Now we are waiting for our first stage to make its way to our drone ship. Of course, I still love Dragon, you. Dragon, SpaceX, nominal orbital insertion. Just confirmation of nominal orbital insertion. Nominal orbital insertion. And what you're seeing on your screen is a live view of our drone ship, where our first stage will be coming down. Looks like Great, and they have a loss of signal. <laughs> oh, it's back. Yeah. No, I have the signal. I'm, I'm able to watch it here. Falcon 9 first stage successfully landed. And there you can see on your screen. Did it? Oh, Falcon perfect. Perfect landing. Yeah. This is the first Falcon 9 to carry humans to orbit. So very exciting for us. Bravo, SpaceX. Bravo. Yeah, good job. Good job. Thanks, Wade. Okay. Making their way. All right, and by the way, July 8th, 2011 was the final flight of a NASA space shuttle and the last time astronauts launched orbit from the United States. Since then, we've done it through with the Russian Soyuz capsule. So pretty historic moment in space. The Soyuz. You know, it was really funny. I collect space memorabilia, and I actually have a packet of cigarettes that says Soyuz on it, and it was a NASA Soyuz pack of cigarettes that was commemorated that oh, flight. Funny. And I have that in my collection. I uh, don't think you'd want to smoke the cigarettes, but that's what they gave away as souvenirs back in the day. Oh, and funny. I know a lot of you are listening to our show um, in the archives, and thank you for that. And those of you who are still watching the launch, hey, you can do two things at once. 
Turn yeah, on exactly. your TV, and uh, I've got it going on a on my phone here too. So All that right, was and awesome. now let's let's move on to the rest of the show. That was exciting, and now it is the time of the day where we search the planets, the planets. Get it? The planets, the universe, and NASA for the buy of the week. Oh, maybe I didn't tell you. Wait in enough time for the buy of the week. Uh, okay, if you are looking for a nice monitor. Um, that is very interesting because I have to tell you, Marsha, when I had this on here yesterday, this monitor was a lot less money. So I'm going to skip the buy of the week because suddenly the one they're offering went from $127 to $500. So let's skip the buy of the week and go on with the rest of the show today. Well, well the uh, buy of the week is the 5G um, blocker. We'll just consider that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Wait, Thank you. And now for only $350, you can get a $6 USB drive. Congratulations. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And I uh, want to thank our listeners on Twitter, Uncle Bill, everybody who's listening to us with the show. And Uncle Bill said the USA is back in the space program after nine years. I don't know go. why we never went to the moon again. It's, it just drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea of Mars. I think Mars is very cool. But why don't we practice on the moon first? Just saying. You know, there was a, and there was a lot of uh, a backlash to, to space flights. And, you know, we're spending billions upon billions of dollars. And what have we ever learned? And I, years ago, I had the honor of hosting John Glenn at the uh, Distinguished Speaker Series. And I asked him that question. I said, you know, a lot of people criticize the space program for what it does. And, and frankly, I don't remember everything that he said, but he went through the litany of items that we of have. inventions that came Invention, from yeah. the, yes, from Teflon. For pots right, and pans. Teflon. Yeah, yeah Teflon. that's one of them. Yeah, so many different yeah. things. And, uh, yeah, um, I was lucky to talk to Buzz Aldrin, too. And uh, it's important. We need to get back in this. I mean, in California, we're spending billions on a crazy train that goes nowhere. Uh, yeah, is that still going on? I don't even know. Did they, yeah, they're still, they're still to spending. Oh, yeah, our governor won't let go of that. Our governor oh, will great. not let go of that. Because yeah. that was a Jerry Brown thing in our state until, uh, and then he's oh, gone. Oh, yeah, we're so still spending. Know. We're still spending yeah. on that. Okay. It's going from nowhere to nowhere, a high-speed okay. rail. Go California. Uh, anyway, so real, real interesting. So we're always told, hey, you should be getting 10,000 steps a day, right? And everybody yeah. looks at their fitness thing and they go, oh, my goodness, I haven't done that. Oh, no. Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, we're told a lot of myths, accepting that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But what if you can only get in 5,000 steps? Does that count? Um, The interesting thing is where the 10,000 came from, and this is really funny, um, in Japan, there was a company, let me think, a while back, who invented a uh, gizmo to help people count their steps, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a 10,000-step goal. And this is according to Harvard University uh, professor. Right. And the number likely originated as a marketing tool. In 1965, a Japanese business, the Yamasa Clock and Instrument Company, sold a pedometer called Manpo-K, which in Japanese means 10,000 steps meter. Okay? 
Now, she says the company may have chosen that number because the number 10,000 written in Japanese, it looks like a person walking. (laughs) We have all been had. We have been had by marketing once again. So they concluded that 10,000 steps was way too arbitrary a number. And they actually did some tests. And the research was published last spring uh, in the Journal of the American Medical Association that concluded there's no harm in getting 10,000 steps a day, but you really don't have to hit that number. In fact, researchers found that in older women, and the same applies to men, taking as few as 4,400 steps per day was associated with a 41% lower risk of dying during the study period when compared with women who only walked 2,500 steps a day or fewer. And in addition, it didn't matter if the women in the test were power walking or just moving around the house. So there's nothing wrong with 10,000 steps a day. But hey, yeah, I've I've changed my goal on my watch to 5,000 steps a day. Yeah, that's what I do. I try to do 5,000, or you know, I did it's about two and a half miles, and that's what I do. I try to do every day. Um, but you said something interesting that just struck me funny. You said it was man poke. Is that right? Uh, that was the original ma- name. Man, M A N P O dash K E I. Does means that strike 10, you as odd? Steps. Because if you reverse that, with you come up with a Japanese game, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, well, I in 1965, wonder, they were always thinking. The yeah, Japanese I wonder if that was the, ahead of, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe the <laughs> predecessor to, that was very interesting. But I know my son, you know, everybody during this pandemic is sitting around their houses trying to figure out what to do. And he and his group have decided they're going to exercise. So they're walking two, three times a day. He did like 19,000 steps the other day. I am so sick. I am so sick of walking around my neighborhood. I'm I'm so sick of it. I know where every friggin' plant is. I'm I'm pretty done. I'm pretty done with that. But when we go to CES next year, and we will go to CES next year, at least I will. I got, that'll probably be the first time we get out of the house. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> if I have to wear a gas mask, I'm going. <laughs> Let me tell you something. But I if will I, definitely do 10,000 steps there. Oh, yeah. Oh, we easily do that. I think I did uh, like 11 miles in one day at CES. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm not going back to CES till the wind opens their buffet. I mean, once that opens, I know it's safe to go back because I love that buffet. Uh, and Our I have to walk Buffets may not be. No, they're not. Yeah, it's a big problem, be. yeah. You know, but uh, you have to walk 11,000, I mean, 11 miles just to work off what you ate at the buffet. Uh, there were some, Marsha, in this article, though, I thought there were some some interesting steps, you know, to attain your goals, though. Uh, one was, you don't really think about it. Most of us tend to park their car closest to where they're going. Oh, I don't. I don't. I I park mine furthest. Yeah, I always you have. a little extra always steps. Always have. Yep. You know, set, to set some time in your schedule to walk. I know that my yeah assistant, at my doctor's uh, office I always park at the top level of a six-story parking lot and, and walk make down. it down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, my assistant during the day goes out. We have a long hallway, so on her break she'll walk. She'll just go out in the hallway and walk. Uh, so you know, just a couple of things to to make you healthier and make it safer for you. And we want you around a long time. So uh, why don't you continue to do that? I think it's a great idea. Um, okay. And Gmail just hacks. as a news news break right here, everything seems to be fine with the launch as I see it on my screen. So we're A-OK, as they used to say, to go ahead yeah. with the show. 
Very cool. Gmail hacks. Uh, just a couple. Yeah. Just a couple that I think are really important. Um, do you ever delay the send? Uh, well, obviously, the default on Gmail delays the send. Did mm -hmm. you know that? The, you can no, call back an email up okay. to five seconds. Oh, There's a yeah, little yeah, yeah. thing okay. at the bottom, okay? Yeah. But you can change that to uh, 5, 10, 20, or even 30 seconds. Because a couple of times I've sent all when I didn't mean to send all, and I just thanked the heavens for that option that we have in Gmail. So what you need to do is you just go. Uh, by default, the undo send window is set at 10 seconds. And all you have to do is go on the main Gmail interface on your computer, go to settings, then open the general tab, and the undo send drop-down menu will let you select how long you want to allow yourself. And also, okay, do you ever use idea. confidential mode? Uh, I have. Okay, well, confidential mo mode on Gmail is very secure. And the recipients at the other end can't copy, forward, print, or download the message, which I think is very important, depending what you're sending. Mm -hmm. You can set it to expire after a certain time. You can even protect access with a passcode. Well, you know, I'm not going that far. I just rather activate confidential mode on my end so that I know that it's safe and they can't distribute it all over the world. And the yeah. way you do that is really simple at the bottom of sending a gmail it's a little clock is right at the bottom you just click compose as i just did on mine and as you look on the bottom you can see a little lock with a clock turn confidential mode on or off nice. and then send it and you are safe and a lot of people don't know about that feature and it's really important yeah, I, I think I think those are the two the two best ones and and also real quick, um, reporting spam doesn't do much in Gmail. It just tells Google that this person is probably spamming and someday they'll get around to looking at that. What you need to do is if you want to get rid of somebody, you click on block sender so their email always goes to your spam, and that's okay. about it. Uh, VPNs. I know, Marcia, you've been using VPNs for years, virtual private networks, which protect people from hacking while you are using your uh, Internet, getting into your phone. So we came up with a couple of the top choices. Well, this is C CNET's list. And right. which, which one have I been recommending for the past three years? Wh which, uh, which VPN? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that would be VPN? the number one. Yeah, the number yeah. one that they pick, ExpressVPN. And if anyone would like a free month of ExpressVPN, just DM me on Twitter with your email address, and I'll send you a, a coupon for a free month, and I think you're going to love it. I find it to be one of the safest. And it's also based in the British Virgin Islands, so you have to pay for it but it's not that expensive and we cover i think five or six different devices at our house it isn't uh, how many you have logged on it's how many you have logged on not how many you've registered
Right. So uh, and it comes with this particular one comes with uh, thirty thousand. It has thirty thousand IP addresses, three thousand servers, uh, seven locations, and uh, it also, as Mark said, number uh, simultaneous con- uh, connections are five. Uh, the second best one was Surfshark. Which has a hundred, a thousand servers, sixty locations, also in British uh, Virgin yeah, Islands. Yeah, which which is absolutely significant because they don't fall under the the laws of na, uh, right. the NSA, which yeah. is very so when you've important. Been in China, and also, you're able I've to use... used these in China. I've used ExpressVPN yeah. in China, in Germany, Switzerland, England, um, France. Yeah, I've used it in the Arctic. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I've used it all over the world. Yeah, and you can get the ExpressVPN is uh, seven bucks a month, including three free months when you get it. Uh, let's see, the Surfshark network is seventy-two dollars for the first year, uh, but it does jump up to one hundred and forty-three after that, or you can get a month-to-month plan. Uh, the next one is Nord N-O-R-D VPN, which comes with uh, IP five thousand IP addresses, fifty-two hundred plus servers, uh, sixty-two locations, and that one is yeah. located in Panama. Yeah, which kind of uh, creeps me out a little bit because Panama. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I looked into that too and I'm, mm, Panama. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, some, that was some... about seven bucks a month also. Yeah. So, uh, and then the uh, then there's IP Vanish, which has forty thousand plus IP addresses, thirteen hundred locations, sixty different server locations. Uh, this one is in the U.S. Cost you which, about four bucks. Which the reason why it's so cheap. And the reason why it's in the U.S. is you are one hair drop away from the NSA requesting your records. Right. So if you yeah. want to keep your online life private, definitely use a VPN. And the best one is ExpressVPN. And this is according to CNET, and I believe in it, and we use it. Here we yeah, use it here the at question. the house when you use Wi-Fi. Yeah. I, I, would you use a – there's one called Pure VPN. has 300,000 addresses, 2,000 servers. I mean, it's big. Uh, 180 locations, but it's located in Hong Kong. Would you use one that's located in Hong Kong? You know, I would, but why? Right. Because there's too much danger at this point with what's going on in Hong Kong. And yeah, the politics of too. everything that it's just not something I think would be prudent. Not that I really care if the Chinese have my browsing history. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but, you know, and there are those who think Hong Kong is not part of China. It is part of China. Uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, the separation is not going to go as long as they expected it to. So it's definitely. Definitely part of China, and I don't mind at all. As a matter of fact, that's why I use a Huawei fitness band and a smartwatch. We both do here because our data goes to European servers, which Mm -hmm. that data is never, ever, ever going to show up in my insurance company's folders. Yeah, there there you go. But if you deal with a company in the United States, your data can end up anywhere. All right. All right. So let's talk some TV movies. Uh, I watched a show that I, f- I have to say I thought was a little boring and yet fascinating at the end. There was a new show. I don't know if it's a series or a one-off called The Genetic Detective. Did you happen to see that? It was on the air last week. Network. No. And what was it on? It was fascinating. It was a woman. No, no. What, who, what channel was it oh, on? Oh, I think. It, oh, I don't remember. ABC. It was one of the networks. 
uh, might have been CBS. I can't quite remember right now. And this is a woman who was a model as a kid, but had an interest in genetics and DNA and became what they call now a genetic detective. And on this particular episode, of course, she had to be a model. (laughs) Of course. Oh, she was beautiful. Uh, Of course. Well, I I want all my genetic detectives to be beautiful. And uh, they solved a murder that had uh, was a cold case for 37 years. She genetically tested through a number of sequences going back to grandparents and great grandparents and and got it all the way down through. uh, I can't even explain how she did it to a series where she actually found the murderer and Mm -hmm. Because the genetic information was not enough to convict the guy, they decided that the police do police work, and they followed the guy around, unbeknownst to him, until he was a trucker, until they saw him throw a coffee cup out the window. They retrieved the coffee cup, right, got his DNA, matched it to the crime scene, and convicted the guy 37 years later. You see what you get for littering? (laughs) They did. They actually made that comment. First time in wherever the city was that they enjoyed uh, that the uh, citizen littered there. So that was kind of fascinating. So I don't know if it's going to be on again. It might be, but it's called The Genetic Detective. I thought that was kind of fascinating. Um, uh, Now, do you understand what HBO Max is? No, I do not. This is all you. But wait a minute. You pulled up the story. You're well, I do. I mean, I can explain. I did. I've been you waiting. Know, well, yeah. I mean, we have direct TV, so, uh, and we have a subscription to HBO. So I wasn't 100% sure. Was it free? Does it cost anything? Well, if you have HBO on your regular, you know, uh, whoever you're with, whether it be direct or dish, or, well, dish doesn't have uh, HBO, you, could, you are part of HBO Max. So I went through it. If you're not, it costs you about 15 bucks a month. HBO is a parent company of AT&T. So that's why you get it on DirecTV because they currently own okay, it. Okay, but my question is, um, I subscribe to HBO through my Fire Stick. Yes. And that's HBO now. Yeah, and then there's HBO Go as well. Right. Uh, I don't get need, it. I need well, help. Yeah, I mean, there's a, they're coming out with, if you want to stream all of the HBOs plus all the new Macs, you need the HBO Max app, app uh, which came out last week, uh, yeah, a couple of days ago. And I did that, and I went on it. And I have to tell you, after looking through the stuff, I mean, there's some good stuff, you know, but I honestly don't think How I can tell How much TV you. are you going to be watching? Well, their big that, claim to that fame. That is also the deal. I mean, their big claim to fame is that they have all of the Friends episodes. I, I mean, is that a big claim to have all the Friends episodes? I mean, I've seen I them all. Know. You know, maybe a new generation is. But they're going to have that. So, uh, so HBO Max has a lot of things: uh, Game of Thrones, Westworld, John Oliver, True Detective. Yeah, they got a bunch of stuff. They got a bunch of movies. I went through the kind of a listing of what they had on there, and I thought, I don't know, do I really care about this? Um, it it just didn't make any sense to me. And it is so they've done all they could possibly do to confuse everybody, because uh, HBO Go is free if you have an HBO provider. HBO Now is $15 a month. HBO Max is $15 a month. Uh, subscription to HBO Max works just like any other pay service with a login and a password. And, of course, you can cancel it. Um, so, I, you know, it's available pretty much everywhere on Android, on Apple, Apple TV, Roku, all those other different things. But I don't know. 
I, you know, the, the, the Disney Channel, frankly, which I don't have and don't really care about, has done brilliantly well because they have, A, all the Disney movies and all the Star Wars films and the new Mandalorian series and things. That was expected to have like 40 million um, signups in three years. They have like 48 million after like two months. So that's something that you might want to take a look at as well. But uh, beyond that, what are you watching? Are you watching anything good? Um, I'm still deep in Downton Abbey. Yeah. Because that's just fabulous. Okay. Found a new series, and it's on the History Channel, and it's the story of food in America. Have you heard about it? Uh, no. Okay, I'm looking at the, the the real name of. It's called the food that built America. Interesting. Believe it or not, it's fabulous. I highly huh, okay. recommend it. Well, the more food, to come next week. And it's the week. story of C. W. Post and Kellogg's and. There you go. Everything. Hope you enjoyed the show today. As always, please don't drink and drive. Stay home, be safe, and we'll see you next time. Yes, yeah, stay ho, like Mark says. <laughs> this is Marsha Collier, Mark Cohen, uh, Kurt, and Wade, and we want to thank you for staying with us every week on Tech Radio, Computer and Technology Radio. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of Universal Talk Laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal Talk Laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. 
Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. <laughs> 